Okay, Perik Shneim Asa Halacha Aleph. So till now we learned Hilchos Nida. Now the Rambam moves on to the other Isuri Bia Halacha Aleph, four sixty four. A Jewish person, Jewish male, who has relations with a non-Jewish female as a wife, not just a one-time thing, but as a as a as a, as a wife. However, or if a Jewish female woman has relations with a Jewish man, again as husband and wife, you shall not have marriage with them. You shall not give your daughter to his son, meaning the sons of the non-Jewish nations in Eretz Yisrael, the seven nations. You shall not take his daughter for your son. And even though the Pashim Shat the Pasuk is referring to the seven nations who occupied Eretz Yisrael at the time of the conquest, the halach is it applies according to the Ramam to all Jewish, all non-Jews. It says clearly this in Tanakh, not in Chumash, it says clearly through Ezra, even though this Pasuk is actually a book of Nehemiah, according to the Rambam, it's all, um, it's all uh, either according to the Rambam, Ezra and Nehemiah, the same person, or it's one safer. Uh, the Pasuk says, Those of us who shall not give, or we will not give our daughters to the local people, will not take their daughters for our sons. This is Ezra making the Jewish people swear Right before, right after, this is the, when they reconquer Eretz Yisrael, just after the Purim story, he makes them swear not to intermarry with the non-Jewish nations. Of course, the non-Jewish nations occupying Eretz Yisrael at that time were not the original seven, so we see the halacha of not marrying a non-Jew applies to any non-Jewish nation, not just the seven original ones. Bates. They also tell you, the Israelites is only if it's in a marriage of marriage. If somebody has a non-Jewish woman, just derech zuz is a one-time thing. He's chay of malchus mitarabonon. And the reason why Chama asked it is because if a person has a one-time relationship with a non-Jewish woman, he may come to actually marrying her. Now, this doesn't, this is not, it doesn't, doesn't minimize the Isser. The Rambam is going to tell us later that it's still a very serious Isser, even though it's technically only, only with the Rabbanon. If he designates her as Nus, so what you call temporary terms as a girlfriend, for example, so not as a wife, but it's, he designates her specifically, then he's Chayav again with Rabbanon because of as a nida, mishum shivcha as because she's his maid servant, so to speak. Mishum kusis is a non-Jewish woman, and mishum zayna and as a harlot. So the chamin made four prohibitions involved in terms of uh, in terms of somebody who designates a non-Jewish woman to be his uh, physical partner. If he did not designate, designate her for himself, it was a one-time event. And he's only hired for one of the four, which is the prohibition of having relations with a non-Jewish woman. These are all rabbinic prohibitions. Only Again, the issue is to marry. The issue is to have relations of any kind. Gimel. When does this apply? When the that, that's only that, that's only the rabbanon if the if the if the person was a yisrael or a levi. If a kain has relations with a non-Jewish woman, because of the isser of having relations with somebody who's a zaina. A zaina is anyone you're not allowed to marry. For a, now you can't marry a non-Jew. For the kain, that means he, he since he has a special isser on top of everyone else. Isha zaina a harlot. So for, a, or in this context, it means anybody who you're not allowed to marry. So for the Kanye to have relations with somebody, he may not, he may not marry, that's Isra Zayna. Because you can't marry an Anju, 
for the kain, there's ish matter. You know, for the kain, it's whether she's a Jew or a non-Jew. In other words, for a kain to marry a, 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 a divorcee, for example, that's also a zayna because he, he's not allowed to marry her. Or be'ila belvad like just for having relations, he's chayim malchus. She's not somebody who's bechlal shayach to have kedushin. She's not Jewish, so the concept of marriage in the terror context does not exist, and therefore, just for relations alone, the kain is chayiv malchus. Halacha dalit. is not referring to as was like a state marriage or something like that. It's all marriage. So whatever the two individuals define as marriage, you don't need a paper from the state. What if you live in a rural place? There's no government. Designating her as a, as, a, as, a, as a long-term committed partner. I'm not sure, you know, what, what's... Today, it's so confusing because in society, you can live with somebody and be in a committed relationship and still not be married. So I'm not sure how that works today. You have to ask... Uh, <laughs> all right, Dalit. Whether it's as a, a, a husband and wife or it is uh, just uh, uh, as a husband. If he, everything till now was when it was not in public. Behind closed doors, like normal people. However, if this happens in public... Public means in the presence of 10 Jewish people or more. If the zealots, the people who are incensed by the chutzpah, are, are, are moved to kill this person, not only is it allowed, but they're praiseworthy and they're considered to have acted appropriately, uh, taken appropriate, appropriate action. This halacha is not, doesn't say in the chumash specifically per se, in other words, uh, as a, as a halacha in teira, but it's but it's uh, it's halacha uh, meshbisinai. But I don't know proof. This story is ma'isa pinchasuzimri. The story pinchasuzimri. And lachar, you could say that the fact that the chumash says this as a ma'isa rather than saying if you are a kanoi, go kill him, tells you how you're supposed to approach this whole thing. In other words, you're not supposed to tell people go do this. They're supposed to kind of if the, exactly from within. Yeah, the pastors. So I'm just second. Just let's get this going over here. Good. Halacha hey. Ve'ain kanei rasha alif kibbeh. So again, perikid perikid beis halacha hey. Hilchus esrebiya. Ve'ain kanei rasha alif kibbeh. Hen el bishas ma'isa. This zealot only allowed to take action like this at the time during the transgression. Kizimri as he was in the ma'isa bezimri. Shem pasuk says ve'esa yisha ve'akavasa. He stabbed the man and the woman in their stomachs. Which is why that they were in the middle of the Avedah. Alva in Pedrish, if they separated already, and now he's upset at what happened five minutes ago, or what, five seconds ago, and Hergenesh, he may not kill them. If he does kill them, he can be killed for killing them. If, however, yes, sir. Yeah. Ten so people who were in the presence of ten people, yeah. Right, so the ten people knew about it and they never said anything, and then later on they found out, so he's not allowed to go kill them. Correct, correct, right. Um, or even if he's coming to kill them, and before he actually stabs them, they separate, the halach is that he can't kill them anymore. Only b'shas laver is being, being done. So if the Quran comes to Bez and he says, I'm angry, I'm incensed, can I kill them? Ain't murder, don't tell him to kill it. Because the fact that he's asking means he's not such a Kanai. Even though it's even though it's said in 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 the process of happening. Not only that, if the Kanai comes to kill these people, and the the, the transgressor separates himself and then kills the person in self-defense, that he's not hired for killing because technically speaking, this person's a raidif. Now even though Allah is allowed to do what he's doing, but the person who is guilty of doing this avera may defend himself. If someone has relations with a non-Jewish woman who's a gerataisha, which means she accepts upon herself, 
you're even though it's also you're not allowed to kill him. However, you do you do give him makas madras. However, for the issue of having relations with a non-Jewish woman, but again, kareim paying by is only if he's a of the vidzara. So good doesn't change the status of. Of a person, I mean, they're keeping certain mitzvahs that they can. They're keeping According to the Rambam, could be just the fact they're not doing a vodazar is sufficient. Whatever it is, whatever allows them to live in Eretz And this is if that's the woman who he's with. If she's that kind of woman, like she's a righteous gentileist, gentileist, how would you say? He, that you, then you can't kill him. Now he's doing the wrong thing. He's high of all the things we said before in Allah Chazal. the daughter of a No, this is irrelevant. Oh, she has to be a Gertayshev. It's irrelevant that the father is the Chayda. Um, so, okay, yeah, some Paschim say it's that the father also has to be. So it's generational. Uh, yeah, no, the Ram is very clear. Not only her, not only her father, but she has to actually be a Gertayshev. I'm not sure if they get what the father is. But, if the Kanayim don't kill him, then Bezin doesn't actually uh, give him Malkus. So what's his punishment? The punishment is said specifically in Tanakh that he's Chayiv Karas. Shinev Pasuk says, again, we're talking about the Chayiv here about Dafki if it was in public. Could be this actually applies to any situation. Yeah, no, Chayiv applies to any situation. Shinev it says, because Yehuda has desecrated that which is holy to Hashem. That he loved and had relations with a, a daughter of a, of, of a guy. May Hashem cut off the person who does this. And the Pashat Pshat is any descendants. So the Chiv Kar is not any children. But the Ramam Darshan is Im Yisrael, who, if this man is a Yisrael or a Levi, he's not going to have heir, which means someone who, who makes a certain point. Among the Chachamim, nor somebody who answers and answers a question among Talmidim. So besides the fact he's not going to have descendants, um, if he does have descendants, he's not going to have a Talmud Chacham. If the person is a Kain, and the Pasuk continues after that, where the Pasuk I'm just quoted, it says, among the tents of Yaakov, someone who gives him to Hashem. So if he's a Kain, he's not going to have descendants or a Kahanim. He's not going to have kids. So this tells you, if someone has relations with a non-Jewish woman, it's as if he had he, had, uh, he married an Avodah Zorah. says, he had relations with the daughter of Avodah Zorah. He's called somebody who, who uh, profanes that which is holy to Hashem. This of having relations with a non-Jewish woman, even though there's no technical Mrs. Bezdin. Don't let it be uh, light to you. There's something about this Avera that's bad that you don't have in any other Arayas. If someone has a child through a forbidden relationship, even a married woman, for example, or a sister, it's considered his biological child, technically speaking. And it's considered a yid. However, a son from a non-Jewish woman, but it's not his son. He will turn your child away from me. This is the Pasuk of Eschan, where it says, don't give your children, your daughter to a goy, a non-Jewish man. Because he will turn your child away from me, this, this Jewish woman, now as a child, but the father's a guy, the father's gonna teach this Jewish child to. And then it's, and then the Ram is dashing from the opposite fact that doesn't say, like Rashi the Pasuk says, doesn't say that when you give your son to a non Jewish woman, she will turn your child away. It's not your child, it's her child, she's a guy. A master, and therefore the Ram is dashing that that causes the child to be turned away from the uh, following Hashem. That's the Pasha Pasha, the Ram is doing the Pasuk. Anyway, the Chayyim. Okay, what was your question? Child. 
Right. So the Rambam's dashing the fact that by when it says when it talks about giving when it talks about giving the fact that it does not say um, yeah. So according to Rambam, it's not. I'm not clear. I'm not sure if the Rambam is dashing kiosis binachem achar Hashem that by you giving your uh, uh, your son to a non-Jewish woman that causes. Oh yeah, that's how Rambam's learning the pasuk. Not like Rashi. By you giving your son to a non-Jewish woman, your son is causing a potential Jewish child to be turned away from being Jewish. Potential. That's the Chorat Hadram is learning, which is the exact opposite of Rashi. Okay, good. Ches. This idea of having, having relations with non-Jewish people causes you to cleave the Zorah, from whom Hashem has separated us, and to turn away from Hashem, and to betray Him. If a Goyish man has relations with a non-Jewish woman, if she's a married woman, he's Chayav Misa because she's a married woman. Now, is she Chayav Misa as well? Pashas, yeah. Is the kid a mamzer? That's a good question. I'm going to talk about that later on. If she is not married, if she's a single Jewish girl, now that's if a non-Jewish man has relations with a Jewish woman. But if a Jewish man has relations with a non-Jewish woman, even if she's a minor, provided that she's at least three years old, if she's an adult, or if she's a married woman, a single woman, it's irrelevant. Even if the Jewish male is only nine years old, he even once he has relations with a non-Jewish woman intentionally, she is Chayef Misa. Because since to her, a terrible thing happened that this Yid had relations with somebody he's not allowed to, so there she's Chayiv Misa. Like, like, like an animal. When a person has relations with an animal, the animal is Chayiv Misa. So now this animal, in this case, is a non-Jewish woman, loses their right to exist in the world because such a terrible thing happened to a Yid to them. This is said clearly in the Torah, but the Torah says, regarding the story with Bilaam, these girls who the Yidin brought back over there from the prisoners of war, after the with Bilaam, who were left alive, they were the ones who were involved with the Yidin based on Bilaam's advice. Midyon, right, exactly, thank you. says to them, every woman who is old enough to have, have relations with a man, meaning three years old and up, has to be killed. How can you have Kitsay Sima Muhammad connected to Yitzhara when that Allah explicit that that's not who you're allowed to bring back? Over here, it's not shot that, that over there you're not you're allowed to bring back Jewish women, Jew, uh, non-Jewish women as war captives. Over here, what happened was all those people who they brought back as captives were over their Isra of living with a Jewish man. So that's why Mesha said to kill them. Right. So the those ladies. And in, and in the case of Kitsay that's the Khala regular case. But why isn't the Israel? Oh, the why Terenix, is there a head to there? Oh, so the, ter- the Terah the exception over there because it says the, the Terah spoke about Kenegdi Yitzhahara. Kenegdi Yitzhahara. Yeah. No, but because, because Bermudian, he, he enti- the king, the lawyer, enticed him. It was on purpose, right, right, right. So he's asking, he's asking the question. Yeah, he, the Terah said... The whole Kleeth of Midian was the women enticing the men. The Rebbe is asking if the Terah says if a non-Jewish woman and a Jewish man live together, she's Chayav Misa, how could the Torah give the idea of... Uh, of um, a head of... Yeah, what is... Uh, a, a, a wartime bride. Ishi Yifas Torah. That's obviously an exception. Ishi Yifas Torah. The concept of when... Uh, in, during wartime, a person, a, a soldier is allowed to have relations with a non-Jewish woman. An enemy. An enemy. That's Pashtun Kisei. That's obviously an exception. Yeah. Yud Beis. Yud Aleph, I'm sorry. 
You have to, I mean, you have to be a soldier. You have to shave off all her hair, let her nails grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that, but it's still. The truth is, your question. So, 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 the truth is, your question becomes very good. Consider what we're going to say in. in next few halachas, we talk about the, by Evan Ivri, right? Evan Ivri also is given to a, to a shivcha, but that's a little different. Okay, Yalf. Ha'avadim ishet bilo eisom ishim avdus. The avadim slaves, we tabled them to be Jewish slaves. The kibaleim ish mitzvah shel avadim chayavim behem, and they accept upon themselves the mitzvahs that a Jewish slave, an Evan Kanani, has to keep, which means all negative commandments and uh, whatever a woman's b'chayav, basically. And all positive commandments that a woman has to do. In addition to that, they have to, the issue of shaving, having payas, and other things that are relevant to a man. They are no longer considered a goy. A Jewish slave, again, this is not a Jewish person who was sold as a slave because he stole and he can't pay back. That's an Evid Ivri. Talking about a goy who was converted into a Jewish slave, into an Evid Kanani. So he's no longer considered a, a, a goy. However, he's not considered a Jew. He's like quasi-Jewish. Therefore, a female of such, such a slave is not allowed to marry a regular Jewish person who is a free person. Whether he, oh, he owns her or someone else owns her. If someone has a relationship with a non-Jewish uh, 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 slave woman. So again, we spoke about till now having relations with a non-Jewish woman. Now we're talking about a, 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 a Jewish slave woman who's a quasi-Jew, quasi-Goy. Since the Torah says specifically an exception, a unique exception, that, that a master may give his Jewish slave to a non-Jewish slave woman for, only for the time when he owns him, and she's allowed to live with him for the purpose of having more slaves, says, if his master gives him a, 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 a wife, so whenever, if he was a regular Jewish person, he just uh, has bad luck. He stole, he couldn't pay back, or he's pushing too poor, and so he sells himself as a slave. So he's allowed to, uh, sorry, it's certainly in the case where he, sell, he steals and he can't pay back, so Bezin sells him, and the master is allowed to have him live with a non-Jewish maidservant, not Mamash, a Goyish maidservant, a, a, a servant who converted into a Jewish maidservant, uh, to, produce, to produce more slaves. And the Mepharshim would say that to show, impress upon him how low he's fallen, the fact that he stole, all kinds of reasons, I'll be this why also that's the case. But in any event, so again, you have Goyim, you have Yidin, and then you have these Goyim who converted into slaves. It's a quasi-conversion process. So they're sort of Jewish, sort of not Jewish. Once they're freed, if they ever freed before they die, then the conversion is complete, they become fully Yidin. So in that interim period where most of them are most of their lives, that's what we're talking about over here, and that is also for a year to have relations with. Again, the exception is in Evid Ivri, who stole. Yud base. This matter where we said that a Jewish person is not allowed to have um, a relations with a, with a slave, the Cham did not make a gazera in this. Excuse me. I'm sorry. This last thing we said that an Evid Ivri is allowed to have a wife who is a, a, a shivcha k'nainis. The Chum did not forbid that. Now, when it comes to a regular Jewish person who has relations with a, a non-Jewish maidservant, a shivcha k'nainis, the Torah did not, did not mechaev them malchus. So, except the exception is, is if she is someone, as we said in Peregimel, uh, in, uh, if, let's say, two masters are partners and they own an estate. And this estate includes a non-Jewish maidservant. And one of them frees her. The other one didn't free her. So now she's half free, half slave. If someone gives her a Kedushin, 
it's in limbo because her, her Jewish half, which is free and fully converted now, receives the Kedushan and is married. The other half that's still a quasi-Jewish and a slave is preventing the Kedushan from becoming complete. So therefore, if another person who's not her de- designated husband has relations with her, what do we do? She's not really Jewish. She, we can't say it's Chayef Misa for having relations with a married woman. So that the special punishment that Terry gives, which is, uh, she's Chayef Malkus. Um, and he has to bring a carbon. Good. Yud Gimel. So again, Lachid Beis is saying that the Torah says that Eved Ivri may marry a Shifchaninus, and the Cham did not make a Gezerah, did not prevent that. And the other thing we're saying is that if she is uh, half free and half slave, and a Jewish person has relations with her, that's where the only case that is is Chayv Malkus. Yud Gimel. Now, even though the prohibition of a Jewish man living with a non-Jewish maid servant, a Shifcha Kninus, has no Malkus, don't think that it's a minor sin. This also causes a child to be considered turned away from Hashem, just like it is somewhat when a Jewish person marries a non-Jewish woman. If a Jewish man fathers a child through a non-Jewish maidservant, that child is also considered an Evid Kanani, just like his mother. And he's not considered a Yid. And it's not considered his child, so if he's biologically. I mean, sorry, it's not considered his child logically. That causes the holy seed to be profaned and be considered slaves. Now, the famous Unculus, who is a, a Tana, Generation of Tanoim. He included the prohibition of having relations with a non Jewish maidservant in the Pasuk. There shouldn't be a male or female prostitute among the Jewish people. So he translates it as a Jewish male should not have relations with a Jewish, with a, with a, with a, with a Shifcha Kanainis, and a Jewish woman should not have relations with a Evid Kanaini. Now, the Ramam does not agree with Unculists because the Ramam holds not Ma'atayra. But to impress upon you how serious it is, he, sh- he shares with you the opinion of Unculists that holds it is Ma'atayra. Yud Dawit. Habal Shifcha Filo Bafahesi Veda. Someone has relations with a, 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 a Shifcha Kneinis, right? a, 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 a Jewish maid or a non Jewish maidservant. Even if it's in public, you're not allowed to kill him. If he, if he marries a Shifcha Kneinis as a wife, again, in the Lake Matera, there's no Marcus Matera. Because once she tovels and accepts upon herself the basic mitzvah she has to, she's no longer in the category of a goy. And therefore, there's no Malchus per se. There is a prohibition from the Chachamim to marry her. But she's because she's in this quasi state. There's no chiyuv. There's no chiyuv matter. Tezvav. This are of large Israelis, large shivcha. What if you have two Jewish women? They give birth in the same hospital. And there's a power outage, and they don't know who, whose kids it's who. And so and so, uh, a Jewish woman and a, and a, and a maid servant, and then now the children are confused. One's a yid and one's a evet. So they're both considered, a, they're both a Suffolk. We don't know who's who. V'chol echel mehen Suffolk Evet. Each one's a Suffolk Evet. V'kaifim bala shivcha v'mashachah We force the owner of the maidservant to whom this child belongs to free the child wherever he is. Because one of these two children is a Yid. We don't know which one to, to, be, to, 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 you know, to make sure that he's uh, doing the mitzvahs and then which one not to. If that child was the child of the, of the slave, in other words... Um, if the, a master who had a relationship with his own maidservant, so one of them is his child, and one of them is 
I'm sorry. Uh, no, that was incorrect. The, 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 the two children are confused. One of them owns or is the heir to the maidservant. So the, 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 mission, the woman of the house and her maidservant gave birth the same night. We don't know whose child is who. So now who's, who's my son? Who's my slave's child? So in that case, if, if for whatever reason the father, let's say, passes away, one of them is the servant, one of them owns the other. So do, do I know you, own you or do you own me? So we each give each other a contract of freedom and we're free. You, Matar, Love, and then both of them can marry a Jewish woman. Tezayin. If they were, that's the case, it was two males. If it was two girls, oh, the reason why it's so important to free each other is because we have to also make sure they can get married because a man has a chi of a peruvu. Therefore, they have to free each other. But if the two were, it was two girls who were confused, and who's the Jewish girl? Who's the maidservant? And who owns who? They're both Suffolk if they're Jews or maidservants. Men, whoever has relations with either of them, the child is a Suffolk Evan, because we don't know who's the Evan, who's not. If the two children get mixed up together, um, I'm sorry, if you have a Jewish, a non-Jewish woman, a non-Jewish woman and a Jewish woman, and they both give birth the same night, and again, we don't know who's who, so who's the Jewish child, who's the guy? We tell them both, in order they should both be considered Gerim, each one of them is a, considered a Suffolk Geris, um, or a Ger. In other words, uh, the Chumras apply to both of them. So for example, uh, they're, they're, they, they, uh, if they're females, for example, they can't marry a Kayin. Okay. Halacha yud zayin to the end of the Perik, in, including halacha yud gimel yud dalit. So suffolk girl has to be nagayin. Yeah, exactly. Here, here to the end of the Perik yud dalit, Ramam deals with hilchas gaiters. Hilchas hilchas gaiters, right? What is exactly the halachas of conversion? Yud zayin. When they convert and they accept upon themselves all the, to do all the mitzvahs of the So we're not talking about slaves. A regular guy wants to convert. Or or the case by an Eved, once he's freed, because an Eved, when you table him, make him to a slave, you tell him about the, all the things about a Yid has to do or not do, and you tell him that if you ever freed, then the, your conversion is complete. So when a guy converts, or when an Evid is given his freedom, if he's given his freedom, they're considered a Jew 100%. Shinem al-Pasuk says, the whole congregation has to have one status, one law. They're immediately allowed to come into the congregation of Hashem to marry any Yid. Which means that the Ger, or the person who was freed, which is like a ger, the freed slave, can if he's a male, he can marry any Jewish girl, or most Jewish girls, as we'll see. The Yisai, excuse me, all Jewish girls. You have Yisai, Yisraeli, Geres, and a Jewish woman um, is allowed to marry a a Jewish man. I'm sorry, is allowed to marry a female convert or a freed maidservant. There's four exceptions, four nations that from them the Gerim may not marry whoever they want. The they are Amin, Umoya, Mitzrayim, Be'edim. These are the four nations. These nations, if a Goy from these four nations converts, he's a Yid for all practical purposes. The one exception is in terms of marrying into the community. So how does that work? What is their halacha? What is their status? They may never marry into the congregation of Hashem, so to speak. They can, we'll see how the, who they can marry and can't marry. So a, a, a male convert and any of his male descendants 
cannot marry into what's called Kahal Hashem. We'll, we'll just find that in a minute. Shem Arad says, The Pasuk says, a, someone from Amonim Moyev who converts may not come into the congregation of Hashem forever. And the Pasuk says, because when we left Mitzrayim, they didn't greet us with food and drink they, they, they were supposed to as we, when we wanted to pass through the lands. It's only a male convert from the nations of Amun and Mayav who is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman. Even if it's a grandson. So, so let's say, for example, the convert from Amun and marries a woman who converted from Amun and or anyone else who said he's allowed to marry from the Jewish people, as we'll see soon. And his great his grandson, great grandson, all the male descendants may not marry into the rest of the Jewish community. forever. a female convert from the nation of or the female descendants of a ger, they are allowed to come in too, as in the other nations. And the whole sefer of Rus was written by Shmuel Navi to impress upon the importance of this thing, because David Amalek's ancestor was Rus. She was from the nation of uh, Amin and Mayav. And some people were saying, David Amalek, he's not legitimate, or there's a problem in his yichus, because what, who says that his... Mayav of Tavk, not Amin. Both of them, we said, Halach Yitchas. Amin and Mayav. She was from Mayav. She was from Mayav, right. So, so, so people were saying that, that, um, um, that, 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 he, that whoever married her, Boyaz, is not allowed to marry her. So Shemuel Navi wrote the whole story to impress upon us that that, 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 that Sanhedrin was mevar, that Allah is, they ruled that Allah is, is that a female is allowed to come to Kala Hashem, Yudhes. Mitzri va'adoimi. How would they go on also the Adam and... I beg your pardon? If it goes on the other two? That's the next Allah. Uh, so no, Mitzri va'adoimi, Allah Yudhes, we'll talk about now. That was so, that was Amun and So Mitzri va'adoimi has a work with Mitzri va'adoimi. Adam, of course, is Esav, right? Echad, Zuchav, Echad, Kevis, both males and females. Darish and Vidar Shani. The first generation converts and their cho- the children are certainly they're now allowed to marry the Jewish people. Uh, in, again, the, the, the collective Jewish people in general. The third generation, who can they marry? We'll see soon. The third generation, Mutter. So if, if a convert from Mitzrayim marries a convert from Mitzrayim or from Edom or vice versa, their kids are Darashani. If they marry someone again from Mitzrayim or Edom, the grandson of the original converts could marry into the Jewish people. Mutter. Shemrat says, the children who are born to them could come into the, uh, the, the third generation, may enter the congregation. Gimel. Achof. Mitzvis mu'bera shinisgaira. If an Egyptian woman who is pregnant converts, and she gives birth after converting, but not Shani, her child is considered a second generation, even though he was conceived before conversion. Mitzri, Shani, Shinasa, Mitzri, Shana. If a Mitzri, who is a second generation convert, marries a first generation convert, a Mitzri, Shinasa, Mitzri, Shani, Mitzri, Shani, or vice versa. So one of the parents is a first generation, one is second generation. Haval, Shani, the child gets the negative of either side. He's considered only a second generation because on one side, his father is an original convert. Shemar, it says, Banam Ashivot Lehem, children born to them. Kakasuf Tomle, the Pasuk uh, makes dependent on, the, on, on birth. The Ramam is being approved to the first half of the halacha, that even though the child was conceived when the mother was not Jewish, since he was born after the mother converted, he's considered a second generation. Chaf Aleph. Ger Amayni Shinasi Mitzvis, a convert from Amayn who married a female Egyptian. 
Havol Amen, the child should Amen, you go after the father. Gerim Mitzvah Shinasi, Amen is a convert from Mitzrayim who married a female Amenis, Havol Mitzvah. So if the father, you go after the father in terms of what, <laughs> what shavit, so to speak, from the Goyim is from. Zerakal has a principle, Haba Umis, and it comes to the nation of the world. Herlech Achar Azoch, you go after the male. This guy, once they convert, Herlech Achar Pachish, you go after whichever one is of lower status. I'm not totally sure how that backs up the Ramam's point over here because here he's saying you go after the male whether the father's an Amman or a Mitzri even after conversion. What's I'm sorry. Here? So that's a good question. Which is lower? A Mitzvah is... Uh, Amman is lower because the males can never come into the congregation. A Mitzvah is lower because everyone's also the first three generations. So I'm not sure how that... What's, what's the... What's the one can work their way out of it by the third generation. The other one can't. <sighs> right. Enichnami. But in that case, we should say that whether the father's a Mitzri... Which one, which one can't? The Amaini. So if you're saying the Amaini is lower, then either way, if the father's an Amaini or the mother's an Amaini, the child should be an Amaini. We don't say that. We say it depends on the, what the father is. If, and if Mitzri's lower, the child should be a Mitzri. So I'm saying, why does it go after the father after conversion? It seems like the, the rabbi was talking about before and after conversion, right? So before conversion, what is the kid? I don't know. He's got a Mitzri mother. He's got a Amaini mother. Who knows? Um, so we, the Raman says we go after the father. But after they both convert, after both parents have converted, and one is from a Mitzri line and the other is from a then it goes, then, then it, it's not about paternal yichus. It's about whichever one is a lower nation. Yeah, okay, but I'm not sure. How can I'm, we speak about an Amoni converting when we just said he's also loyal? To the Jewish nation. Oh, he's also, but, but he's, he can marry a ger. Kal Hashem refers to a certain pedigree, a certain status of Jewish people. So a ger, a mamzer, are not going to say Kal Hashem. There are people they can marry. So they can marry other converts. Especially from the, from, so, so he can work his way into the Jewish nation. Well, not him, his descendants. His descendants can work Um. Way. So, okay, so it depends how you guys. So, so a, a male, a male Amaini, Lechair never can, unless he only has females, female, female descendants. Okay, Chav Gib, Chav Beis. Mishin is Gai Mishin Amen, when someone converts, from the seven nations, the original seven nations who occupy Eretz Canaan, Eden Asurim and Atariel of Bekal, they're not also to marry to the Jewish people. By David, it's known, the only ones who converted were the Givainim, and they were the ones who fooled Yeshua ben Nun. They came and said, We're from far away, and Yeshua, they converted, and, 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 and as the story goes, if Yeshua goes, Yeshua was uh, wary of them, he said they're not allowed to marry to the Jewish people. Males or females. He only forbade them in the time of the Zabesim Migdash, the Pashas, because that's when the Jewish people's status is higher, so he wanted to keep them at bay. Remember, it says, he set them as water carriers and wood choppers for Hashem's house. He made that their prohibition of man and Jewish people dependent on when there's a base of Mikdash or a Mishkan. They're also called the Nesinim, which means given over. They're given over to serving in the base of Mikdash. David, for reasons why we'll say in Lexalacha, made, made, made the Isser. Eternal, even if there's no base on Mikdash. Mikdash. The Chemin Fresh Bezra says specifically in the book of Ezra, or actually this is in, yeah, it's in Ezra, Perkes, Perkov. Also the Nesinim who David uh, uh, placed the ban upon them, and the uh, those who are given over for the Avidus of excuse me, Avidus of Vim, those are all not allowed to be married to the Jewish people. Holomata, we see, Shaloi, Tolo, Islam, Mikdash, that even when there's no base on Mikdash, they're not allowed to marry the Jewish people. Why did 
David come along and say that he's going to take what Yeshua did and extend it to eternity. He saw the cruelty among them when they requested seven descendants of Shaul to hang them because he killed them not, not having mercy upon them. The Torah tells us, excuse me, there was a famine and David Melech saw it was because of Shaul HaMelech's persecution of these Givainim, for reasons the Chum to say what the persecution was exactly, that because of their oppression, Hashem punished Am Yisrael for the, with this famine. And in order for the famine to go away, they had to be appeased. So David and Melech wanted to appease them. He offered them lots of money, let's say. They said, no, they want to kill seven descendants of King Shaul. That was the only way to lift the famine. And David and Melech gave them over. In order, but, but when he saw their cruelty, he said that they are not fit to come into Kal Hashem forever. Chav hey. When Sancheir, the king of Ashur, uh, conquered the world. He mixed all the nations together. He exiled them so that they shouldn't make revolts. Like the Soviets did, right? They moved everyone around. The Mitzim who, who are in Egypt now, there are different people. The Adamim live in the land of Adam. They're different people. Since these four nations are now mixed among the entire big soup of the world, who is mutter to convert and marry the Jewish people? Who takol every year is allowed to every guy is allowed to convert and marry to the Jewish people. Any non-Jew who separates himself to convert, who comes to convert, we assume he's from the majority, not from Mitzrayim or any other nations. By the way, in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechabah says that according to the Rush, today's Egyptians, or at least Egyptians in the times of the Shulchan Aruch, are the original Egyptians, and they may not come into, 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 into convert and marry the Jewish people. The Mechabah, in Shulchan Aruch, in Ebenezer. In Simon Dalit Sifut, the Fichan therefore, Kishkai Hagib is Mazab Hamakum, when a Gare converts any place situation, Ben Adem Ben Mitzvi, whether he's Adem or Mitzvi, what we call that, Ben Amavi or even Amin Mayev, Ben Kushi, Ben Shahumis, or Kushi, or an African, or any other nations, Echad Zachav, Echad Kavis, males or females, but Tonlov Hibakabiyad, they immediately come into Hashem's congregation.